Mercy Me is coming to Pittsburgh. The Together Again tour with Mercy Me, Crowder, and special guest Andrew Ripp. Thursday, October 5th. Bring your family and friends to the PPG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh for Mercy Me, Crowder, and Andrew Ripp live in concert. Three multiple award-winning artists on one stage for one night. Let your spirit soar, your heart sing, and your faith ignite. Mark your calendars for Thursday, October 5th. Get your tickets now at mercyme.org. The women in the Bible helped me to see stories come around Uh and see full circles. Uh And it's so rare that we get to see the full circles of stories that we're part of, you know, in our lifetime or prayers that we pray in our lifetime. Maybe we don't see the answer. and welcome to The Christy Wright Show, where faith meets personal development so you can have a bigger faith and a better life. I'm Christy Wright, and today we are talking about what God has to say about women. And I'm so excited because we're doing some new stuff today. Now, first, I wanna dig into what God has to say about women. But after that, I get to sit down with my new friends, Rachel Lampa and Trillia Newbell, and talk about their new project, Faithful which is all about how God uses women and how God has been faithful to women all along. And then at the end of the show, I'm going to be doing something new where I'm going to be answering questions that you have sent in so I can help you grow in your faith and grow in your life. But first, let's talk about how God views women. Now, I wanna share an example with you, and this is from years ago. It was about a decade ago, and I was at church one day, and I was talking to this woman, and I can't even remember the context of the conversation, but I'll never forget something she said to me. She said, well, I just need to be leaning into my husband because he is leaning into God. And I thought, well, can't you just lean into God yourself? Like, in my mind, this seems so odd, that she felt like in order to get closer to God, she had to get closer to her husband because he was getting closer to God. And I didn't really understand this because I thought, well, I think you can just get close to God yourself. You can lean into God yourself. And then like, what about the women who aren't married? Like, how, how are they supposed to get connected? The whole thing was just weird to me. And to be honest, if I'm totally honest with you guys, I judged her. I did. I kind of looked down on that like, that is so ridiculous. Lean into God yourself. You don't need to go through your husband. In my mind, that's what I was thinking. I'm not proud of it, but I'm being honest. That's what I thought in that moment. I didn't say any of that. I just nodded along politely, but that's what I was thinking. Well, fast forward about eight years. A couple years ago, I was at the Passion Conference, and I'm sitting there in these seats, and I'm listening to the most brilliant Bible teachers in the world. I'm worshiping with these amazing worship songs, and I am just really seeking God over those couple days. And in this moment, I had been feeling this urge to lead. Now, I had been feeling this feeling for like months, maybe even a year or two. Like this this desire to lead, this desire to be stronger in my faith and be bolder about what I believed God was leading us to do as a family or in my work or or whatever. And I, I felt this urging, but again, to be honest with you, I felt hesitation for fear of stepping on my husband's toes for fear of being one of those like aggressive, bossy type A women that comes off as wearing the pants and calling the shots and that's not who I am and it's certainly not who I wanted to seem like. So while I felt this urging 
to lead. I felt God calling me to lead in certain areas with my ideas and my gifts. I always tried to downplay them. I always tried to bite my tongue and hold myself back because I thought that's not what Christian women do. That's not what we're called to do. That's not how we're called to lead. And as I felt this wrestling in my spirit, as I sat in those seats that day and I felt the, the urge to lead, God calling me to lead, but at the same time feeling fear of not being able to lead or, or that I shouldn't lead in that certain way, I felt God call me out. I felt him say, why don't you lead? What are you waiting on? Remember that woman that said to you, I just need to lean into my husband because he's leaning into God. Remember how you judged her? You're doing the same thing. You're waiting around, waiting for someone to give you permission, waiting for Matt to tell you it's okay, waiting for Matt to lead in the way that you think he should lead or look like what he should look like. What are you waiting on? Lead. I've gifted you to lead, so lead. As odd as that may sound, that day was a turning point for me. And I didn't turn into one of those angry type A women that bosses people around and wears the pants. I really, really don't want to be that. And I really don't think I am. You can ask Matt, but I don't think I am. But I did feel a different level of freedom to use my gifts, to speak up, to let God use me. And if God puts something on my heart, to say it. And if God fills, a, fills me with a, a prompting or an urging to do something or not do something as the Holy Spirit guides me to, to say yes to this or no to that or speak into this or have an idea here, I follow that prompting now. I feel more free to be who God created me to be and to lead in the way that he's uniquely created me to lead. It doesn't mean that I'm the boss of the world and I don't wanna be and I shouldn't be. And it doesn't mean I'm stepping on my husband's toes because I'm not. But I'm also not holding myself back and ignoring the call of God on my life because of some fear of what people will think or what that represents as a Christian woman. That day set me free. God reminded me that day that he can use me. He wants to use me. That I bring something to my marriage, I bring something to my family, I bring something to the world in a way that only I can. And it doesn't diminish what Matt brings to our family or to our marriage or to the world or what any of my friends or my coworkers do, but that I am free to be who God created me to be, even if that's different than the idea of what I had in my head of who I was or who I am, or even if it's different than what I had in my head is acceptable for a Christian woman to be. And I just wanna encourage you today. I wanna give you some advice that someone gave me years ago. And it is the most simple advice, but it can be the most freeing. Don't box yourself in. Don't box yourself in on who you think you are and what you think you can do and should do based on the world's ideas about you, based on your parents' ideas about you, based on anyone else's ideas about you. The only opinion that matters is what God has to say about you. And if you go look at scripture and you look at God's word to us in the Bible, you will see again and again that God uses women. God loves women. God honors women. 
You see it again and again and again. And if he loved them back then, I can guarantee you he still loves us today. He uses us today. He honors us today. He values us today. And he is faithful to us today. So I don't know what ideas you've had in your head about yourself, about what you can and can't do, what you should or shouldn't do. Maybe you felt an urging to use your gifts in a certain way. Maybe it's a different career or starting a business or even just a hobby or maybe just serving in church by using your gifts and you feel worried about what will people think. That feels selfish. That feels silly. You're not really good at that. You shouldn't do that. Maybe you've been convincing yourself that you shouldn't do something that God's asking you to do and it's completely based on your ideas about that. I just want to remind you, don't box yourself in. The only opinion that matters of you, the only opinion that matters is God's opinion. And if you look in his word, you will see that he loves you, he honors you, he cherishes you, he values you, he is faithful to you, and he will use you. He wants to. He wants to. So what does that look like for you? Where has God been calling you out of your comfort zone? Where has God been busting out of the box you put him in and busting you out of the box you put yourself in? What labels and limitations have you been living under that are not true and not accurate to what God's calling you to? I promise you, God will be faithful to you right where you are and right where he's leading you to. He has things for you, things he wants to do, people he wants to help, an impact he wants to make, a difference he wants to make in the world. He wants to show himself to the world through you but you've gotta be willing to let him. You've gotta be willing to let go of the ideas you have about yourself and what is acceptable and unacceptable, what is okay and not okay. And you've gotta look to him for your only one true definition of who you are and what you were put on this earth to do. When you do that, I really believe you will experience exactly what I experienced that day, freedom. Freedom to be who he's called you to be and freedom to do what he's called you to do. And watch how, when you step into that, everyone around you benefits. All right, y'all, I'm so excited to sit down with my new friends, Rachel Lampa and Trillia Newbell, and talk about your new project, Faithful. Y'all, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Thank you Such a joy. So yeah. I have been a fan of both of you for a long time, mm-hmm. and it was really cool to see. I was just telling you even before we started recording the um, launch of this new project. So this is a book. It's also an album. And I want to read the back really quick, and yeah. then I want to set you guys up to talk about your experience with this. Awesome. Voices of authors and artists come together to tell the story of God's faithfulness in and through the women of the Bible and his continued faithfulness to women throughout time. For someone who doesn't know what this is, tell them what what is The Faithful Project. It's a book, it's an album, like kind of how would you describe it? Yeah, Um, I would say it's an experience um, of all of the ways that God counterculturally went into women's lives and lifted them up, gave them honor, gave them respect, um, and ultimately remain faithful to them throughout the Bible and the way that it connects to us now yeah. um, and the way that it, what it all means to us now in yeah. our lives. And it's a collaboration, right? You've got, yeah. um, I'm just going to read it just so people yeah, know. Yeah. Um, Amy Grant yeah. wrote the introduction, yeah. Amanda Bible Williams, Ann Voskamp, Jenny Owens, Kelly Minter, Kelly Needham, Lisa Harper. Y'all know Lisa. She's been on the show before. Rachel Myers, Ruth Chow Simmons. I met her on um, Better Together also. Okay. 
Sally Lloyd joins, Sarah McIntosh, Savannah Locke, Trillia Newbell, yep. Rachel Lampa, and then we've got other people on then, the album yep, yep, exactly. as well. Yep. And so this is a huge collaboration with a lot of different people yeah. that came together, artists, authors, to put this out into the world. Tell mm-hmm. me kind of in... I know it's titled Faithful. What is the um, what was the focus when you guys came together? What was the vision for the purpose of it and the the subject you wanted to cover? Yeah, so it was a resource, or it is a resource that focuses on God's faithfulness to women in yeah. the scriptures. So yeah. we opened the Bible and looked at different stories in the scripture. Um, so people like Naomi, Ruth, yeah. um, people like the Samaritan woman, yeah. uh, the slave girl. So we looked at women Mm -hmm. and wrote based on what we read. So that would be, um, that's where the chapters are. The chapters are focused on one woman in the scriptures. And then the songs are a collaboration of, of us writing based on what we were reading. Okay. So and 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 it's not going to necessarily tell every person's exact story. It might be an aspect of it, but Mm -hmm. it's typically generally focused on the faithfulness of God. I know every single person watching is like, yes, tell me <laughs> tell me more about that. Yeah. So let's just start with, just give me the backstory, either both of yeah. you, yeah. on how this idea came to life. Well, it wasn't our idea, so we yeah. need to say that. <laughs> yeah. Let me is, start with that. <laughs> let, let's start with that. But it was a brilliant idea yeah. that yeah. came from the brainchild of um, a group of other people. And I was just asked to participate, I think, mostly because I'm a writer. So from the author perspective, and it was such a joy because I remember coming into, we had like two or three, I'm calling them camps, they weren't really camps, but writing camps and where we came together to write. Well, I had never collaborated so intentionally yeah. with anyone before, yeah. where we're writing and and with uh, songwriters and yeah. musicians and yeah. authors, and and so I don't even know how they came up with this, but it was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. It was brilliant to bring a group of women together yeah, yeah. with all of our collective gifts, yeah. um, uniting right. and and developing this this beautiful um, resource to encourage and inspire other people. Now, did y'all already know each other before this? We no. didn't. But do you remember, I'm just, right as you're talking right now, and as I'm staring at your beautiful earring, <laughs> I am remembering that right when I walked in, because I had sort of, before this project, I had sort of stepped back from music, and I was like, should I, should I again? And then one of the one of the brains behind this project was like, how about you go into a room of like amazing beautiful women and write with them. And was, I was this like, intimidating at all? Well, I've, I've, to me, that was like, oh, that sounds like the safest place I could ever go yeah. if I'm dipping my toe back in. Sure. So I'm like, yes, that's that's it. That's the place. But I, but yes, I walked in and I was like, oh gosh, I don't know how to use my muscles. Again. Like it yeah. had been a while. And then like you were one of the first people I like talked to and you're one of the newer people that I met and I immediately bought earrings off of you. Oh, I found out that she and her this daughter started with earrings. Yes. It really did. Okay, great. great. And then we got like paired together, like very randomly. Cool. It was like we got paired together, and I was like, oh, this is just going to be great. That's that is awesome. so great. Yeah. That is so interesting yeah. because you're right. I, I do think there was some. I would say most people would say that kind of, they kind of walked in timid. Yeah, totally. Like, what are we yeah. doing? Yeah, yeah. Why, yeah. How are we here? Yeah, what's How going on? How are we here? Totally. But then there was this kindred spiritness, a desire to just serve together, and and a, a sisterhood. A kind likeness. Of, a yeah. likeness. Yeah, yeah, that's really funny. Yeah. I forgot about that. I know, I know. I just thought of it. I just thought of it. Yeah. But also, like, there was, like, this, um, just, like, immediately there was, like, a tone set mm. for just, like, 
we are here as as sisters, like as like comrades, yeah. like walking into this and and like no expectations. Like literally, we're gonna read about awesome women throughout history, throughout the Bible. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna see ourselves in their stories and we're gonna write about it. Yeah. And that and it was just like, that's all you need to do here. Yeah. You know, and eat snacks. Which yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. Which I'm like, I'm actually here <laughs> yeah. for this. Done for it. Yeah. 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 Um, I was just telling you guys before we started recording that um, Ellie Holcomb, she and she's been on the Business Boutique podcast, the Chrissy Wright show. She spoke at Business Boutique, one of our very first ones, or I mean um did music she's um for one of our first ones. She and I actually went to college together. So we go oh, way, 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 really? way, way, way back. Oh. Yeah. Awesome. Um but Ellie. she released um a little bit about her song, you know, the song on here, A Woman, mm-hmm. and I listened to it. I just listened to the sample because it you know, wasn't released yet. And it was like, my eyes just welled up with tears of the, and that was just a sample of the overall project of the picture you're painting of women and how God views women and how God honors women and how God used women in the Bible and how God still is faithful to us today. And I think for that to be the framework that all of these brilliant Bible teachers and musicians and authors are coming together under this banner what an incredible focus. What an incredible message mm-hmm. to share. Talk a little bit about um, maybe even some of those early sessions on as you're coming together on that message specifically. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is the finished product. But right. as you're starting to talk about like, okay, what, are, what do we want to share with the world mm-hmm. about what, how God loves women and is yeah. faithful to women? Yeah, I think for us, and definitely the heart behind it is to start with God's Word. And so we would open our Bibles and read a chapter um, or a a passage Uh about a specific event or character in the Scriptures. And so it wasn't that we were thinking, okay, let's make a a God that is focused on women. Right. You know, it was more like, okay, what is— God's word say what does about, he say about him, yeah. you know, yeah. his faithfulness right. and how he's used women and right. how he's been faithful towards women and right. how he loves women yes. so much. Yes. And so we started there, yeah. and I think we yeah. could have written for decades it about was, Yeah, it was the easiest thing to do. It like, was. It, it actually was. You're just yeah. like, wh- what do we choose? Like, in one story, there's just such weight. There's such— there's so much more going on, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with yeah. a song that we wrote together, actually. We wrote um, about the slave girl in the Bible that um, was bothering Paul yeah. and Silas. Like, yeah. he was annoyed by them. And just in in that one moment of calling Jesus into a scenario, it was like the beginning of a literal earthquake mm. of of huge events and huge moments of God's faithfulness Mm -hmm. in so many people's lives. Um, And so it was just like, it was, it was almost like hard to like, to not keep going. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's rich. Like the riches of his grace and his goodness just pour out when you're focused on what he has to say about himself through his word. And so it was just such a joy to be able to think through. Yeah. The text. Yeah. Well, yeah. what an incredible responsibility, though. But, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, let's just let's yeah, just go true. there. Let's just go there for yeah. half a second. Yeah. So our culture has a lot going on yes. in a lot of different ways, yes. which we could we're not going to go into. But it, yes. but there's that layer there that you guys are living in, right? While you're writing this mm. project, I also have seen um, just in my own experience. This would be my perspective of like there seems to be these extremes yeah. um, when it comes to the topic of women. And these, mm. this is a massive generalization, okay? So let's just simplify totally. for, for for today. Yeah. On the one extreme, you have a little bit of an undercurrent of a message that women are discarded, women are not valued, women are—it's um, like almost like they're an afterthought. You know, yeah. like you know about the heroes of the Bible, but it's like that's an afterthought message. It's mm. not the primary message. But if you're a woman, you, 
you start to think, well, am I an afterthought? Mm. You know, am I discarded? Am I not valued? You know, there, there's a there's a strong subconscious pull there of the discarded kind of feeling. For okay, sure. then you have an opposite extreme that is like. <laughs> Angry women, right? Like, it's like they're bra-burning, angry yeah. women. Like, yeah. it's like so aggressive and, and this intense of like, we've got to we gotta make a statement. We got And it's almost like, I feel like can lose credibility mm-hmm. because it's so angry or so intense or so um, on the offense. Mm. But tell me about this project and how you all approach Scripture with this incredible joy, like you said, Trillia, but also responsibility. If we want to be true to God's Word. Mm, We don't want to let culture shape what we say about women. Mm. We're going to let Scripture shape what we say about women. In the context and the history with you guys, you know, training and expertise, that's a lot. Talk to me about that. Like, talk to because there's a lot going on (laughs) for you to be able to be true to God's Word in in a culture that wants to put things in a box and swing to extremes and be like, oh, so you're saying, you know? And talk about that a little bit. Was that hard? Well, anytime I write, it's hard because it's like, Lord, help. Fear of the Lord, you know? (laughs) So so I would say that we didn't, I didn't feel, we didn't come in and there wasn't like this cultural undercurrent. I didn't feel that. Yeah, there wasn't like a fight or like Yeah, it wasn't. It didn't feel like, was there a concern? a concern, like, a, you know, like how so are we going to be perceived or anything like that. Interesting, but no, no and awesome. I don't cool. know why. Now, no, now cool. that you're saying yeah. this, I'm like, huh. Yeah. I think, <laughs> we, I I think we came in yeah. and we were just like, what does God's Word say? Yeah. Let's be faithful to cool. that. Yeah. And cool. so there was a, thank God for editors too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean. I can help yeah. you see your blind spots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so, yeah. so we're, we're not writing. We weren't writing free writing and then, okay, it's send it into yeah. the world. There, <laughs> right. there are people who are reading and evaluating and editing and praying over all of this. Yes, for and sure. And so thank God for that. Yeah. yeah. But with that said, I do believe that there was this air of faithfulness mm-hmm. in yeah. the room that yeah. is unique. Yeah. So we came in, I think, with a desire to just serve. Yeah. yeah. And there felt like this kind of a humility. And yeah, definitely. Even, I was going to say that too. Yeah, even there wasn't this hierarchy filling. Like there wasn't, but that's another topic. I I was just really grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah, But so with that said, all of those things are so important, but there was such a desire to be faithful Mm. to what God said in his word that I I just felt all around that there wasn't these extremes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't feel that at all either. And that is so surprising. Actually, It is. It is. It's just the, Well, because it's it's out there. I mean, it's real. It's not like we're like um, immune to it, but it's so cool that you could come into the safe place. Yeah. And explore what God has almost in a way that's like um, a little bit of a bubble of like, let's just let the Lord speak into this totally. and not have that. You know, that's, well, that's really special. Yeah, I'll say again, like it was the easiest thing to do to not do that, mm-hmm. to like to just sit in it. And um, and basically it was like every time I would I, we would open one of those stories to write about, I'd just be like, there's just honor. It's just mm. Jesus honoring women. Yeah. It's like we don't—none it. of the other like— like narratives needed to matter in that moment. Right. It was just like, oh, like I just, I felt honored. I felt seen. Yes. And I felt like that was the thing to be communicated. Yeah. And it's so good, um, Rachel. And man, it just felt like, it just felt like that kind of washed over every, every session, every, yeah. every song. Like yeah. it was just like already there. It was like, Gosh. we say that a lot when we, like in writing sessions and stuff. Yeah. It's like, it's not like what can we come up with and what can, what's, what's coming, you know, like, 
you know, what do you want to say? It's almost like you have to like, you just have to get involved yes. in what God already has yes. out there. And you're just like, I'll grab that and that and that and that. And like be part of what he already has said and what he already has promised us um, in the way that he's already been faithful to us. So that's so um, good. Yeah. And I just want to add, I think we had a, a real clear mission. Yes. So we were told, you're going you're gonna to share about the faithfulness of God yeah. from the story of Scripture. Yeah. And, and so yeah. I think we went in there thinking, okay, well, let's read about what God— Right. What yeah. does God say when he's talking to the Samaritan woman? Okay, right. that's what we're going to— Yeah. So yeah. I think that that probably helped with that as well, to have a clear mission yeah. and a clear goal, coming united on that clear mission and clear goal. Yeah. Um, and so—but when Rachel was talking, I just kept thinking— Shouldn't we approach God's word like that all the time? All the time, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What a concept. Yeah, what a concept. So true. That's so good and so, good. so encouraging. So I'm glad that you said it. Yeah. It's so, yes. it's so uh-huh. true. I think sometimes we feel like we have to figure it all out on our own, whether yeah. it's a decision in life and the practical, like we're going to send my kids to school, yeah. or even approaching scripture, like I have to figure this out. And I just love that reminder of when you seek the Holy Spirit, like yeah. he will give you that insight. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I I actually wrote a devotional a couple of years ago, and it was the first devotional I've ever written. I've always, you know, I'm a book business boutique. So this is the first, like, scripture, very scripture-based, where I'm seeking, I like, go, yeah. okay, what do you want to say? In a yeah. different level. Mm-hmm. And there were ideas I felt like God gave me about certain days or topics that when I had the idea, I was like, oh, that's God's idea. Because yeah, I could never yeah. come up with that. And it's just amazing how there's a different level of power when you're truly approaching the writing or approaching the project, the song, yeah. and saying, God, what do you want to say? And we're not totally. perfect, and we're not oh, always no. going yeah. to get it right, but versus saying, what should I say about this? Yeah, yeah. Or what? how do I need to figure this out? And it's just, I love that reminder that the Holy Spirit is available to all of us to give us that insight. Yeah. What were you saying? Yeah. You could t- tell us. I was also thinking it wasn't about us. Right. So that right, changes things, right. too. Totally. So even with a group of all of these women, all of these artists who could stand on their own, like sure. every single one of these None of it was about us. It was so. Yeah. It was so collaborative yep. and so uni. I keep using the word unifying because yeah. it was right. that it wasn't a per- someone's singular sure. personality. Yeah. Sure. It yeah. really was about the work right. and yeah. about the character yeah. of God and right. the characters that He's writing to us about. So. Yeah. So I think that also helps. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so too. It's like we're, we saw ourselves as a, as a collective of yeah. people rather than like, well, I got to stand out in this way. I got to stand yeah. out in this way. And and it was awesome though, because, you know, our writing room, our first writing room was me, you, and Sandra McCracken. Yeah. And we're all <laughs> such different, different people. We're all just like, some of us have, you know, are like hopped up on caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> some of us are, are more, are like the chill, like thinkers and right. like, you know, right. just, there's just all this. And it's like, it's like, you're honored, you're honored, you're honored. Yeah. You have a voice, you have a voice, you have a voice. Like, that was all established, yeah. like, because of what we're reading, because of what we right. know about God. And so it was just like, all right, let's just, like, there's no need to, like, prove anything yes. or anything like that. Yeah. Like you said, it's not, yeah, it's what, not about us. And, and it is at the same time because God lives inside of us. And right. What, what a what freedom a, yes. there yeah. is in that. Um, okay, I'm curious. As you approach this project and you're seeking God for what He says about women, who He is to women, how He's been faithful to women— for each of you, what is something you learned or maybe learned in a new way yeah. about how God views women and how God loves, honors, and is faithful to women? And both of you guys, I mean, obviously have followed the Lord. You have taught Scripture, written about Scripture, sung Scripture. Like, you are approaching this project for the purpose of God's faithfulness. Yeah. Individually, I'm curious, like, what is something God showed you about Himself yeah. um, through this project? You know, what did you learn? Yeah, you good for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, think, um, I think I started to see— 
the the after effects of when when he would involve a, a woman, when you would read a, a woman about mm. a woman, a story with a woman, something huge always happened after. Afterwards, oh, interesting. <laughs> like there was always, and I started to see. I think the, the women in the Bible helped me to see stories come around uh-huh. and see full circles. Uh-huh. And it's so rare that we get to see the full circles of right. s- stories that we're part of you know, in our lifetime or prayers that we pray in our lifetime, yeah. maybe we don't see the answer. Yeah. And so to see that, to see like, you know, um, just the small interaction that happens and the way that that God is like, boom, like I'm starting this new story and I'm starting yeah. this new story. I, you know, I, I saw that, I started to see that in my life, even through this project, there's mm-hmm. a whole backstory to that. But yeah. like, um, to to see women as such a huge part of the stories. Like it, catalyst for this ripple yes, effect. Yes, yeah. Totally. Interesting. Totally. Yeah, okay, I loved that. That's so cool. Yeah. That is cool. I was thinking as she was talking to the Samaritan woman and how <clears throat> after their interaction, she goes and tells her whole community. Yes. And everyone yeah. gets, they're like, all believe. Yeah. Right. What an impact. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yep. that's like that ripple effect she's talking about. Totally. Um, I, I, I don't know if— I think I, I saw different things in the scripture um, that I hadn't seen before. Like, I, I believe it's at the beginning where um, Sarah's the mother of all, and I, that was something new to me. I was like, wait a minute, we call Abraham, you know. Oh, like, yeah. like, wait a minute. And so That's what I mean by that almost like an afterthought. It's like, yeah. wait a minute, she's yeah. a key player in this. <laughs> like, Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Which makes me wonder, do we neglect yes. these stories? Yeah. So interesting. You yeah. know, and yeah. like— and where do we minimize right. and and not really yeah. um, honor? Honor, yeah. yeah. Like, whoa, Lord, the Lord was using women in so many different right. ways. Right. And so I think those things were um, just a reminder, and I saw them more clearly. But I think actually, it, it in real life, I think experiencing. Mm-hmm. Women work collaboratively like this yes. was what probably affected me more wow. than anything, That's like cool. because. As an author, we're kind of siloed. We're you're in our lane. You're doing your thing. Yeah. And it's just you yeah. and your work. Which yeah. can be lonely as a writer. And it's you both know so this. So you in a computer. You yeah. in a computer in a Microsoft Word document. Like, yeah. it's lonely. You're like, is anybody going to know? read this? Will this help anyone? I don't know. Yes. Absolutely. But when you're working with— a, Right. And, and getting to work with artists like Rachel, I'm not— I, She keeps great. So I, I'm not even going to say it, but— <laughs> She's a singer. She's a writer. She's a songwriter. I'm going to ask Rachel about you. Rachel, tell me about Trillia. Go on. What does she think you? Okay, carry on. But but there wasn't any kind of um, competition. Like, there was such a welcoming. And I just thought, we could learn so much from artists. Like, as they're watching them work and do, work out their giftings and bounce off of each other. Right. For me, I just thought, oh, if I could take this to the writing world and end the work that I do just in general, what a gift yeah. that could be to see cool. that. Yeah. And so I think I was most affected by seeing how God has faithfully gifted all of us so yeah. uniquely, kind of like the Corinthians, right? Yeah. Like many gifts that he's given us, this yeah. body, and how we could work together so well. Yeah. I saw God's faithfulness in that. Like, oh, yeah. He's, yeah. he's doing such good things in the body of Christ. Yep. And in a world where we're all divided and everything's kind of, mm-hmm. you don't see that, yeah. it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It really was. Yeah, it's the thing that kept coming to mind as you guys were describing the message and the way that you went about it was just the the simplest way of the speaking the truth in love. This is 
the truth of what God says about women, mm-hmm. but you're presenting it in such a loving way, yeah. not in this like we've got an agenda kind of way, but like mm-hmm. it is it is truly the truth and love, and it's it's really cool to hear even the different examples that you all shared. I know you go through several different women in the Bible and through the book, but. Um, when I was on, this was, I don't know, maybe a year ago when I was on Better Together. Uh-huh. And, you know, ahead of time, they'll give you a list of like, here's the topics per day, and everybody kind of can pick their topic. And so that particular week was different women in the Bible. And so it was kind of yeah. like, pick which one. And cool. one of them was JL. I was like, I want JL. Yes, she so killed cool. a man with a tent She's pack. so cool. <laughs> I'm an Enneagram 8. I identify with that. But like, to I your point, story. but to your point, you're like, you look at the Bible and you go, God used women in crazy yeah. cool yeah. ways. Yes. Yes. Crazy cool ways. Yes. And you're going, oh, that's the same God today. Yeah. You mean he could use a woman in a really courageous, really cool, brave way that yeah. he can use you and I today in yeah. those same ways. Um, and so I just love that reminder how we can look back and look at Scripture yep. for this compass of this is the truth of what God says. It's not our opinion of what happened. This is the truth of what happened in God's Word and how He views women, uses women, and is faithful to women. I just, I I could learn from you both all day on this. This is so awesome. So tell tell me, this has, this is now available by the time this time airs. Tell people where they can get a copy of the book, the album, and then also connect with you guys individually and follow what you guys are up to. Yeah, I mean, I do everything through Instagram. Great, just, same, it's just same. easy. Yep, yep. So the faithful Pro- or faithful project is the is the name for for Instagram, um, and then obviously you can get it through probably both of our at Rachel Lampa at Trillia Newbell. Trillia Newbell. Yep, yeah. There you go. So and then I mean honestly you just Google that. Yeah, <laughs> you'll find it. You'll faithful find project. it. Faithful project. Faithful project. Yep. yep. Oh my gosh, I know so many people are going to be blessed by this, and there are there are women that are listening especially those that might have a little bit of that um, discarded type of feeling Mm. that you are going to set free Mm. through this. Mm. So thank you. Thank you for being faithful to your gifts. Thank you for doing the work, going in the room, wrestling through um, Scripture to get this out in the world because Mm. um, there are going to be women that it reshapes how they think about themselves and how God views them because of this. So thank you. And thanks for being here. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Absolutely. All right, y'all, guess what? We are doing something new. Now, here's the deal. You guys send me questions all the time on social media, through our email, and so on. And there has not been a great way for us to answer them. So you know what? We're going to do it right here on The Christy Wright Show. Now, here's the thing. My team has printed off these questions. I have not seen these questions, so I have no idea what you're asking. It's going to be great. We're just going to go with it. I'm going to pull out some questions And we're just going to answer a few here. By the way, if you want to ask a question for me to answer on a future show, you can send it to me at Christy B. Wright on Instagram, and we'll try to get it in the fishbowl. All right, let's see what our first one is. Do you have advice for heading back to work after being a stay-at-home mom for 14 years? I love this because this is something, y'all, that so many people experience, whether you're a stay-at-home mom for just a short season or— 14 years or more, I know it can be intimidating. You've got a lot of fears running through your mind. You're worried that you're behind. You're worried that you're not qualified anymore. Here's the thing. I just want to remind you that God can use you right where you are. God knew you were going to stay home for that season. He's not up in heaven wringing his hand. Oh, I forgot. She's she's kind of behind on technology. Oh, she didn't, she didn't update her resume. No. Here's the thing. If you feel ready to go back into the workforce, There are practical things you can do, but I first want to set you free from your fear. All of those fears of there's not going to be anything for you, that's just fear, and it goes back to what I tell you all the time. 
Don't wait until you're not scared to do the thing you want to do. You do it while you're scared. Now, after you push past your fear, you're going, okay, like, like practically, tactically, what do I need to do? Okay, sure. A couple of things. One, you're going to want to update your resume and be honest on it. Stay home with your kids for 14 years or three years or whatever that is. Update your resume so that it's accurate to what you're doing today and what you want to do for the job that you're seeking. Second, start asking around. You will be amazed at the doors that will open simply because you started asking. And often I've found in my own faith walk that God uses people to help people. Maybe you find your dream job from a job posting, but maybe it's just because you ask around. You ask your family, you ask your friends, hey, I'm interested in getting back into the workforce. Here's what I'm interested in doing. Here's what I'm good at if you know of anything. Send an email to your friends, anybody that works at companies that you love the company. When you start to just put the word out there, watch how people come around you, they support you, they encourage you, and they open doors for you. So update your resume, start to put the word out there, and obviously, most importantly, think about what you wanna do. This is a new season of life. It's okay if you don't wanna do what you were doing before you stayed home with your kids. You might be a different person in a different season with different priorities and a different focus 14 years later. That's okay. Just figure out what you wanna do. And even if your first job back into the workforce is a stepping stone, that's okay. May not be your dream job, but it's gonna be something to get your feet wet, get your confidence up, get a paycheck coming in, and that might open the door to the next thing that you wanna do. But I just wanna encourage you, don't feel left behind, unqualified, or that somehow you have missed out. That season was right for you then, and now we're gonna talk about what's right for you right now. And you have permission to change your mind and change your plans. I love this question, and when you do it, Right back, right back and let me know how it goes. Okay, what else we got here? How do you know a career path you chose is God approved? Oh, that's a small question. Hang on. God, how do you, I don't know. Listen, I'll tell you for me. I'll tell you for me what are some, some, some metrics, you know, like some like variables that like this helps me know I'm on the right path. Some signs. That's what I'm looking for. Signs. If a career path, or let's just say any decision for that matter, any major decision, small decision, how do you know if that is God approved? Okay, first and foremost, first and foremost, when I am making a decision that I know is right or feel the most that I can that is right, I have a peace about it, a peace about it. Now, that sounds really nice and fluffy, like, you know, fairy dust. And it's just, oh, it's just a peace. No, it's like, it's a different type of feeling in your spirit. It's, this just feels right. It's the same reason that when you make a decision that doesn't feel right, you can't quite articulate it, but you don't have peace. You have anxiety, your thoughts race, you are a nervous wreck, you're up at night, you feel angst in your spirit, you feel a tension in your spirit. And I don't mean nerves, like the good kind of nerves where you're excited. I mean like the like dread kind of nerves. Like I feel dread at this decision. I feel anxious about this decision. I do not have peace. So for me, the, the most uh, definitive marker for me on whether or not a decision is right, a career move is right, whatever that is, is peace. 
Do you have peace about it? And God says this in his word. He will give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. You can do something that seems crazy, illogical to the world, but if God calls you to it and you have a peace about it, it's probably what he's calling you to, even if everyone else doesn't understand. Even if all the facts don't line up and you're like, well, this seems kind of crazy. I'm not saying don't be wise with what you're doing, but God will ask you to do some crazy stuff. And if you look at the Bible, you see lots of examples of this. So the first most clear thing that I can tell you is do you have a peace about it? Do you have a peace about it? A second um, sign or indicator on whether or not something is God approved is if you are having the path open up for you. So let's say, for example, you wanna work for this company and you apply for a job and you don't get it and you apply for another job and you don't get it and you apply for another job and you don't get it. I mean, like there is something to persistence and perseverance and like, you know, don't take no for an answer. But at some point you're going, God's maybe saying no. That's maybe him saying no. Because you've tried to bust down every door ever and God is saying no. I, I will tell you, um, I have... I have done this before, not with careers necessarily, but other decisions where it's like, I wanted to do something and then I tried to do it and God shut a door and I tried something else and God shut a door and I'm trying to jump through a window and God shuts the window and I'm trying to sneak in the back and God burns the whole house down. And I'm like, okay, I guess I wasn't supposed to go into that house, right? Like if God does not want you to do something, he will make it incredibly difficult or even impossible for you to do it to protect you from it. So if you are trying to pursue a career path and it is just like one door after another shut in your face, might be a clue he doesn't want you to do it. Now, if it's the first door, if it's just one door, someone did not have a valet come welcome you from your car and escort you in and it got a little hard, it doesn't mean you're not supposed to do it. It means you're supposed to be persistent. But I'm saying like, if we've been at this for a long time and every angle you've ever tried, is exhausted, it might be God is saying that's not the path for you. So do you have a peace about it or not? And is the path opening up for you? Might not open up effortlessly, but at some point those doors are opening. I'll give you a great example. When I came to work here for Ramsey Solutions, I've shared this story before, but I literally felt God tell me, I was working for a nonprofit. I was like, God, I wanna find a company I believe in. The words entered my mind, you're gonna work for Dave Ramsey. I was like, great. Who is Dave Ramsey? I didn't know who that was. I'm, I could not make this up. I walk over to my laptop. I Google Dave Ramsey. It says based in Nashville. I was like, fantastic. I'm from Nashville. I don't even have to move. From that point forward, I started looking for positions. Well, I applied for the first position that I could find that I thought I was qualified for. And it was an event coordinator position. It was on our live events team back in the day. This was 2009. I applied for the position. You know what happened? I immediately got an email that said, this position has been filled. Now, if at that moment I was like, well, I heard God wrong, I'm not supposed to work there and gave up, I would have completely misread where God was calling me. Instead, you know what I did? That door didn't work, I tried another door. And it was the second door that opened that led to a job that was sent to me from someone internally, that led to an interview, that led to a uh, job being offered, and that turned into now what I'm doing today. But it was like 15 stepping stones to get to what I'm doing today. It wasn't just this perfect path where they came to my house and said, would you like to be a personality? No, this is 12 years of a journey here of stepping into what God's calling me to do. So I just wanna encourage you. If you have a piece about it, it's probably right for you. And if the path is opening up, maybe not effortlessly, but it is opening up and moving you forward, 
then it's probably right for you. But I want to end on this note. For any of you facing any decision about anything, a job, a house, where your kids go to school, starting a business, something with your family, whatever it is, and you are asking that same question, and you are going, is this from God or not? Which is like a major question, right, y'all? Like we all ask this. If you're a believer, you want God's plan for your life and you're asking, God, I want discernment. Is this from you or not? Is this your idea or my idea? Because I want your ideas. I wanna give you some encouragement today. If you seek the Lord, he will not let you go wrong. If you seek the Lord, he will not let you go wrong. If you start taking steps down a path he does not want you to go and you're seeking him, he will literally put up guardrails. He will slam doors in your face. He will slam windows. He will burn the house down so you can't go into it. If you're seeking him, he will not let you go astray. Now, if you're not seeking him, I mean, you and I know how that turns out. We've seen examples in scripture. We have examples in our own life. If you're not seeking him and you are just determined, like, see, I got this, God, and you're doing your own thing, He'll let you make mistakes and reap the consequences of that. He'll let you drive your car off the road if you are determined to do things your own way. He will let you reap the consequences of your decisions if you're not seeking him, if you ignore him, if you are not listening to him. But if you seek him, if you pray about something, if you ask him, if you seek him and you look for him, his word says he will be found by you. And I believe that if you seek him, he will not let you go wrong. So take heart as you pursue this decision. If you seek the Lord with every step, just know that if you're not supposed to do it, he will direct you in a new direction. I love the quote by my friend Lisa Bevere where she says, if you think you have blown God's plan for your life, rest in this. You, my friend, are not that powerful. Thank you all so much for joining me for another new episode of The Christy Wright Show. And for more encouragement on becoming the person you want to be, you can visit ChristyWright.com. Mercy Me is coming to Pittsburgh. The Together Again Tour with Mercy Me, Crowder, and special guest Andrew Ripp. Thursday, October 5th. Bring your family and friends to the PPG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh for Mercy Me, Crowder, and Andrew Ripp live in concert. Three multiple award-winning artists on one stage for one night. Let your spirit soar, your heart sing, and your faith ignite. Mark your calendars for Thursday, October 5th. Get your tickets now at mercyme.org.